Earlier this year, the pandemic wreaked havoc on China's economy. But as quickly as it took a hit, it's come roaring back. Official statistics showed that from July to September, China's economy grew 4.9% compared to a year earlier. This is big. It appears China's economy is back on its pre-coronavirus trajectory. In fact, the IMF thinks China will be the only major economy in the world to grow this year. A bright spot like this, at this point in 2020, is clearly on the mind of global investors. But it's not like the world's back to normal. With so many things still so uncertain, what's their next move? This is what we're going to be discussing on today's show. I'm Art Patnode, your host. I'm talking today with Julian Zhang, head of North China for JLL. Hi, Art. Thank you for having me. Really great to be here. Uh, my name is Julian Zhang. Zhang is my surname. Actually, there are more than 100 million population in China with the same surname. Uh, so I'm leading the JL North China business, and I've been with the firm for 24 years now. Fantastic. Thank you. So as I understand, foreign commercial real estate investors have been pushing into China in recent years, part of the evolution of all the economic reforms that we've seen in China in recent decades. I'm just wondering how the pandemics affected this. And I guess the question is, are we getting back to normal? You know, China is one of the country uh, leading the recovery from the pandemic. And overall, the society and economy already back to normal lives, in particular, if you look back, the Q3 numbers, and uh, in particular, the National Day holidays, we see a lot, millions of people traveling around. So under this situation, the China real estate market become also more attractive uh, to the rest uh, part of the world. At the moment, we start to see strong demand from a lot of foreign investors into China. Uh, they, we probably noticed they were interested in almost everything, not only just offices, but also retail, logistic, and data centers. At the moment, if we count all the transactions already happened in China until today, which is by end of uh, third quarter, uh, about one third of the deals uh, already see foreign investors involved. These numbers include uh, even all those in the tier two cities that no foreign investors were interested. And of course, in tier one city like Beijing, uh, those investors are very, very active. You say a third of deals are going to foreign investors. Now, to be honest, I find that somewhat surprising, you know, given everything going on this year. It's just not just the pandemic, uh, but there was the trade tensions with the U.S. There's generally uncertain geopolitical backdrops for all of these investors to contend with. Uh, So why then, for instance, look at Beijing right now or one of those tier two cities? Yes, uh, I think you're right. I mean, um, not only Beijing, but also some other cities. Um, and in particular, as you mentioned, the geographic, uh, geopolitical issues and conflicts, uh, it seems like does not really stop investors' interest in key cities like Beijing. Uh, they're more focused on market fundamentals. And Beijing, for example, is one of the best performed city in terms of market performance in China and probably in the world. We recently published a white paper uh, specifically explaining how the solid structure of demand support the real estate market in Beijing and other key cities to survive through the economic uncertainty and COVID-19. 
the solid market foundation actually attract more investors than before. In this year, we have European investors, Asian investors purchase product in Beijing. GIC, for example, bought LG Tower early this year. AEW involved in a conversation opportunities in third quarter already. In Beijing, even in third quarter, 70% of the transaction involved foreign investors. If we count the entire 2020 number until today, almost half of the transaction done in Beijing involved foreign investors. You know, I just, and as I'm thinking about what it takes to buy real estate right now for a foreign investor, and I think about one thing that's made doing business harder all over the world for, for any firm is, is that lack of business travel, and maybe especially so in real estate, you know, huge, unique, immovable assets. Uh, it seems like it could be a bigger issue. Is is everything being done remotely or are investors able to come in in person? How is that transaction taking place? Uh, I think you're right. Uh, in particular, in the first half of this year, there's a lot of investors saying they cannot physically come to China. Uh, so some of the decision and plan were delayed and even stopped. Uh, of course, uh, with China is one of the leading country uh, bring back to almost normal, uh, we start to see more and more investors show up in Beijing. We hold an investor conference, for example, in late September. Over 20 different investors joined the conference and about half of them are foreign investors. A lot of foreign investors also have offices in China. So after domestic traveling is open in early second quarter, they can visit product freely. We also know that some of the investors based in Hong Kong entered into China and been through the 14 days quarantine period. Then they will work in China for a period of time to put forward the investment decisions. Also, as I mentioned, several deals done by foreign investors, they definitely find their own way to finish the purchase. I think it says a lot about how committed these guys are to getting, you know, on the ground to get these deals done. Uh, One thing I wanted to touch on is China's huge and ever-expanding tech sector. I just wanted to know what the influence is there and what impact that's having on markets and hubs like Beijing, for instance. Yes, uh, fast-growing tech companies is one of the very important demand source for the office market in Beijing. In late 2018, this sector already became the biggest growing source in the market. More than half of the Chinese unicorn companies started or the headquarters is in Beijing. It leads the growth of the market since 2014. Besides leasing, those tech companies are also becoming a big portion of self-use purchasers in the market. By today's uh, for example, this is the mother company of TikTok, leased almost 200,000 square meters, 2 million square feet in two years' time. They also purchased two sites, which is already more than 400,000 square meters or 4 million square feet. 
Alibaba also purchased several towers in Wangjing areas, which is the northeast part of Beijing, since 2013. And Huawei is another example. They are also expanding very well. We also have seen Xiaomi, JD.com, and a lot of other companies are fast growing in Beijing. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, you know, with the expansion of especially some of those larger firms that you mentioned, I don't think this is going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, Now, according to your estimates and talking about the office sector, the recovery in rents is going to start to emerge in 2023. It's 2020 now, and that's two years away, uh, maybe a little bit more. So it just seems like a long time to me. Are investors really willing to wait that long? Um, yeah, we, we we did cover that, uh, and we do expect the Beijing office market to have a rental recovery start in 2023. That means rent will back to the growing path. We don't believe this will worry the investor too much at the moment, because as we talk with several different investors, they're actually seeing this as a good opportunity to buy. Falling rent are putting investors into a better position to negotiate more competitive terms than before. The current situation is further encouraging sellers to readjust expectation, therefore giving investors more possibilities to consider. And as you know, and Beijing is one of the few markets before that we hardly see a lot of sales. Also, a growing number of owners consider selling their non-core business holdings. In this case, commercial real estate in Beijing to focus on their main trade during this period of ongoing uncertainty. This will bring more options to the market for investors, giving them with greater choices. This unexpected recovery can also provide investors with more confidence to buy in downturn because they know the market will back to the growing trend. As I said before, the healthy foundation of demand and reliable demand structure is driving market stability, which is especially important during such challenging economic times. The solid demand base is additionally working to protect the market from untenable consequences, helping to safeguard the value of the asset. So from this part, I think that will give Beijing a strong and very positive sign and confident to investors to come into this market. All right. One last question for you, Julian. And it's one of the challenges, I think, anywhere in the world or many markets at the moment, and that's liquidity. You know, investors are cash rich, but it's not necessarily clear where to deploy or redeploy capital. You said that this is kind of changing in Beijing and some other markets and that investors are now starting to sell. How's that going to play out over the next couple of years? Well, I'll say this will make the market more favorable, in particular for foreign investors. For those investors, the process is buy, hold, and then sell. The low liquidity environment worries them a lot, uh, in particular in China, because firstly, there's less opportunity for them to buy, and also it might also hard for them to exit at the end. As liquidity change increase, 
more chances to have product in Beijing is definitely a good thing. But more importantly, is that those foreign investors have more confidence for their asset that they can work out a perfect exit strategy at the time they want to leave. So we have to know that this process already started in Beijing. The transaction volume peaked already in 2019 at around 11.5 billion renminbi. And this number actually already doubled compared to 2018, and even tripled compared to 2017. So that helped Beijing to become one of the most hottest roads in investment destination around the world. So we expect Beijing market will continue this trend in 2021 and beyond. And of course, with the market is getting more and more transparent. And if you read 2020 real global transparency report, Beijing already aged into the transparency category for the first time. So all these factors help the investor to come into the market and leave the market as freely and then help them provide more opportunities to come in and go. So we believe this is one of the hottest market and probably the most inspiring market in the near future for global investors. Well, I know that a lot of people are trying to figure that out and we'll be watching closely for sure over the next couple of years. Thanks so much for joining us today, Julian. Well, thank you very much, Arda. That's a great time spent with you and look forward to speak to you next time. I'll look forward to it. And thanks again to all our listeners today. We welcome your feedback on the views shared here and hope you'll join us on the next podcast. 